sometimes have their little spats. Even fight like dogs and cats, but when they need each other, that's when they're rough and ready. Bonus Daisy, y'all. This is all handsome hawk hound, the old Torero himself. Ta-ra-ra-boom-de-ay, ta-ra-ra-boom-de-ay. Oh, what a joyful day to frolic and play. What do you say to that? What do you say to that? I like that quick straw. He's got a soft heart and a head to match. Fastest gone in the West. Here they come again! We're gonna bust out of here. How come, Yogi? Every day it's the same old thing. Look at the bears, look at the bears, look at the bears. Sheesh. Hey, Pop! Look at the bears, look at the bears, look at the bears! What's with her? Left? Right? Up? Down? Say, lady, I don't remember those signals in the traffic code. What do they mean? Oh, well, it's very simple. I was going to make a left turn home. Then I remembered an appointment I had to get my hair done. What's the problem? <laughs> Women drivers, that's the problem. Oh, I'm sure glad Jane doesn't drive. That's why I always find a home where she belongs. Getting my dinner. <laughs> Shaggy, this sure is strange. Yeah. What's an empty old suit of armor doing in the driver's seat of this pickup? Maybe he went out for the night. Get it? <laughs> Very funny. Josie and the Pussycat. <sighs> Unhappy, Carita? Blissfully. We need it this weekend in the Okie Finoki. Just the two of us. Doing whatever strikes our fancy. Playing hopscotch in the quicksand. Feeding breadcrumbs to the crocodile. Hong Kong School of Kung Fu. Now here's a good one. The Rice Patty Flying Dragon Kick. <gasps> Defend yourself. What's a life anyway? We're born, we live a little while, and we die. A spider's life can't help being something of a mess with all this trapping and eating flies. By helping you, perhaps I was trying to lift up my own life a trifle. I haven't got your gift for words, Charlotte, but you've saved me, and I would gladly give my life for you. Andy? Yes, every Smurf is Smurfing a good job, Papa Smurf. Come along with the 
Homer today. <laughs> hey, who's that handsome guy? Hello, 911 emergency. There's a handsome guy in my house. Oh, <laughs> wait a second. Cancel that. It's only me. everybody happy thursday and welcome back to another episode of characters of culture i'm rob fishbeck and to my left is the lovely lego what's going on bud uh i'm just really here to talk about sharks and dogs well interestingly enough with hanna barbera they covered pretty much every animal out there so tonight the subject is hanna barbera cartoons hanna barbera productions etc etc I did, we are running a little bit behind tonight because I did spend over three hours making that little intro video. Hope you all enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, that pretty much gives a summed up, like the greatest hits more or less of all of the things that Hanna-Barbera Hanna did, starting with Tom and Jerry in 1940. They literally just created that. Uh, they weren't originally called Tom and Jerry. All the way through the mid-90s when everything was on Cartoon Network and the shows Dexter's Lavatory, Powerpuff Girls, and Johnny Bravo came out and everything in between, which is what we'll be talking about tonight. Uh, Lego made a phenomenal PowerPoint all over again. And I promise I will not fuck it up this evening because luckily college basketball is not till Saturday. Go Duke. We're going to take North Carolina. We're going to take him, take them out. And then we're either going to play Kansas or Villanova. Oh, look at that. Oh, dear. Rob is, like, having some problems, technical difficulties. Well, I wonder what happens. Well, back to Hanna-Barbera. Back to Hanna-Barbera. Lego, we'll turn things over to you. You take it over. Uh Oh, but you know more about Hanna-Barbera than I do. Do I? <laughs> I mean, we could start with, like, here are the dudes. I did pull a picture of them so people can see, you know, two old dudes. There we go. William Hanna is a gentleman uh, with the white hair. And Joseph Barbera is a gentleman with the darker hair. They basically had a six-decade-long um, working partnership, which is super impressive. Um, they founded Hanna-Barbera in 1957. So it was literally older than my grandmother. This like dates back. Uh, personal anecdote, as a kid, I always thought Hanna-Barbera was the name of a woman. And I was really disappointed when I found out it was two dudes. <laughs> when, well, I always just thought it was one guy. Uh, yeah, I was disappointed when I found it was two dudes, literally like three years ago. So up until I was like 27, I thought this was a woman. Uh, my heart was a broketh. Broketh and shattered it. 
Well, that being said, um, so tonight it's just going to be a very fun show. We're going to kind of talk about some of our favorite Hanna-Barbera cartoons from our childhood. Full disclosure, we've spent, or I've spent uh, on and off for the last two weeks, like an hour here, hour there, kind of absorbing, watching different YouTube documentaries on Hanna-Barbera. Uh, there's some great ones out there. Um, re-watching some old animated shows that I haven't seen in a long time. And if you saw the compilation, some of the stuff does not hold up at all. It comes off as extremely sexist, racist, the whole shebang. But these were all things that kind of shaped, you know, everybody's childhood that they watched when they were younger. So there is that out there. Um, but yeah, so let's, let me go take a look at this PowerPoint and we'll kind of get the ball rolling. But you yeah, better not so, be looking at this for the first time. What's that? You better not be looking at this for the first time. No, I looked at it before. So, what, all right. So, right out of the gate, I mean, you know, the fact that they created Tom and Jerry is, you know, you could have just ended your career right there and died an icon, you know, as far as I'm concerned. But starting in 1957, I believe, with the Rough and Ready show, which you saw in the video. Um, yeah, Hanna-Barbera Productions was off and running. It took their, some hiccups on the way, you know, the whole shebang, but, um, cause they used to work for MGM and then they went out on their own and television was a big deal. Um, they were becoming a big deal rather. And, you know, a show like the Flintstones, see all this stuff was like Saturday morning cartoons. And then the Flintstones was the first animated primetime television show ever and that show ran longer than any of their other programs um we know a lot of their uh classic characters that they they may have only had there was originally only like 25 episodes of the jetsons and they would just rerun them you know up until the 1980s but the reason that we uh, like our generation knows all this stuff is because of like boomerang and cartoon network and all that sorts of stuff so yeah go ahead so back in the day, they would have like primetime cartoons and it wasn't really until we get to the 80s where we started having Saturday morning cartoons. And that actually caused a big uh, financial and just viewership decline for Hanna-Barbera in their cartoons. And it was really Ted Warner who saved them by buying their catalog so that he could have a back catalog for like... The stuff that's in like syndication, I just said Ted Turner, stuff in syndication for Cartoon Network, which he created and, and debuted, I forgot when. Um, but that's him buying, you know, the, their backlog is what saved them. Saturday morning cartoons nearly killed them. Oh, yeah, totally. It was especially in the 80s. And I mean, again, all this stuff, other than the Flintstones, a lot of the stuff that they were making, like Quick Drama, Quick Drama Graw and all those, all those sorts of people. Um, they were for kids. They were marketed towards children and only children. And then after the Flintstones came out, it kind of became different. And then you had the sixties, the rest of the sixties, the seventies, but yeah, what, what Lego said when the eighties, when the eighties rolled around, not gonna lie, the Smurfs really kind of saved them for a bit, but it didn't last long. And I put the Snorks video in there because I know she likes the Snorks, but um, yes. I literally never heard of that show until she told me about it last year. So you know, there is that. And then, yeah. And then the nineties rolled around and you had, um, Hanna-Barbera productions do the three shows 
Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Lab, and Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo, which was huge. So Excuse to get this me. conversation going, let us know in the uh, live chat here, what were some of your Hanna-Barbera cartoons uh, that you associate with, some of your favorites of all time, all that sorts of stuff? Let us know. We will talk about them all. I know Lego wants to talk a lot about Scooby-Doo, like a lot. So save that towards the end. All right. So what I would literally you like? wrote in the PDF? Talk Scooby lasts. Talk Put Scooby. Asterisk. Oh yeah, I see that now. I see that now. <laughs> I see that. I see that. All right. So okay. Yeah. Well, I see Scooby. All right. Let's keep moving. Uh. So we've got Tom and Jerry, Yogi Bear, which you know the picnic bear. I always got Yogi Bear confused with uh, Smokey the Bear. Really. Yeah, so I always thought Yogi Bear because I never watched Yogi, so I just just kind of abstract had this like thing about bears, and it's like, yeah, Yogi Bear, he steals picnic baskets and he tells people not to set fires. Great guy, great bear, great bear. So, he, okay, Smokey the Bear is a real bear. You know, he does not look. I mean, yes, it's a it's a drawing, but he does not look animated. He looks oh, it's like rotoscope. Well, smoke. Just look up Smokey the Bear. But he's the only you can prevent forest fires. Um, that was a big ad campaign starting in the night in like the mid nineteen seventies. Uh yeah. So there is that. But the other awesome thing about Yogi Bear is the fact that they were smart enough to open uh Yogi Parks, Yogi Bear Parks. Uh, what's a Jellystone? Yes, but there are Jelly a lot Stone of jelly, there are a lot of Jellystone parks. Well, no, I know, I know, and it's all it's all operated by the same company that owns the rights to Yogi Bear, and they make a shitload of money off of it. So good for them. I've never been to one, but I've seen them in my travels across this beautiful nation. So there is that. All right, well, Lego. What do you got next? What do you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. They just have a lot of. I'll talk about the Scooby-Doo ripoffs, of which there are a plenty. Yeah. We got Josie and the Pussycats. We got Jabberjaw. We got Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. We got Funky Phantom, don't you know, even? And Speed Buggy. I'm not going to say how long I was practicing those to do them badly. We don't need to talk about it. We'll just well, let long, the shark decide. How long did you spend practicing that? Because that was pretty fucking solid. That was pretty solid. My so, entire childhood. What I don't think a lot of people know that I learned through kind of doing some research was that Scooby-Doo was a ripoff of the Archies, the Archie cartoon show. And the whole idea was to make them like musicians that solved mysteries. And hence, that's why they had the van and all that stuff. And then they changed, they did like a hard left turn and decided, oh, well, let's make it scary. And then they made it too scary. And then they found a happy medium being like Scooby and Shaggy, like the hard comic relief to make the show, you know, not so scary. The other thing with Hanna-Barbera that, I learned that I did not know is that they had a very unique style because they did not have budgets for pretty much anything. So a lot of the animation, and again, I encourage everyone to go do some further research later, 
Um, I tried to show it a little bit in that opening video, some of the different shots. It's this, it's a different character, but they're walking the same way with the same types of backgrounds. So they'll switch out houses for trees. Yeah, it's called or... limited animation, and you just repeat the frames. Right, right. But yeah, if you don't know that, that's that's what it is. I mean, they literally like shoestring budget animation, but they put all of their money in really good voiceover work, which make all of the characters seem very unique and original with their different voices and all that sorts of stuff. Along with, I'm not going to lie, a lot of these shows have really good theme songs, which cannot be understated enough in terms of getting your children to come back to watch the show because they get the song stuck in their head. The animation might not be as good as Warner Brothers or nearly as good as Disney, but you'll stick around because you're catchy song, catchy character names, and really good voiceover work. So there is that. So Josie and the Pussycats is from Archie Comics, but I don't know when they debuted. Um, but I I will say I, I think their show is a ripoff of Scooby. I don't think that's what the Josie and the Pussycats were like in the comics. Sure. Um, but it kind of comes full circle. Sure. Um, so to talk about some of these um shows i would say i would say 65 66 because the sugar sugar song was in 66 okay but that's not josie and the pussycats that's the archie i don't know when josie and the pussycats debuted i think Then that's not what they were in the comics rob oh yeah i have no idea i don't (sighs) i'm gonna drop you okay 1970 so um of these obviously my i mean not not counting Scooby-Doo. Of the Scooby-Doo rip-offs, of the Scooby-Doo rip-offs, I mean, clearly Jabberjaw is my favorite, obviously. Look at this guy. What's the one with the little caveman? Guy. He's so cute. I've seen that show before with the little caveman guy. Yeah, Captain Caveman. So he has three um, teenage female sidekick peoples. It's some of these shows... That sounds like a good deal. Okay. Literally, I'm done. Uh, so, where was I going with this? I do love Funky Phantom just for his name. But I think after Jabba Jaw, I really like Speed Buggy, I think. Then uh, then Josie and the Pussycats, then Caveman. But Funky Phantom's got a great name. Like, he just has a better name than... than um, caveman. But fun thing is, uh, Snagglepuss. Um, I love Snagglepuss. I love the way he talks. I love, I love you know, Snagglepuss and Funky Phantom, and honestly, a whole bunch of other characters Yogi Bear, like to- uh, Top Cat, uh, Huckleberry Hound, Quick Dramaga, all, all voiced by the same guy. Don't you know? Dawes Butler. And I just thought I'd give a shout out to Dawes Butler because those are some of my favorite voices. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, yeah. And I love the voiceover work. Um, The other thing is, so like everybody, let's get in a time machine. Let's go back 25 years ago. Um, That's kind of what I had to do to understand some of this stuff. Uh, Yes, there have been episodes where I've not been kicked off. Um, Thank you very much, Leonard Kim. You were talking? Yes, I was saying that I kind of had to go back in my mind and remember, like, 
they would literally just play blocks for two or three hours on Cartoon Network of all of these characters because they all look familiar. Like they're all known to most of us. I couldn't tell you, you know, episode per episode what happens with a lot of these shows. And then the other thing is that I realized is apparently in the 1970s, they just made a shitload of mashups. Like, oh, let's take these people and these people and put them in a show together or whatever it is. So it's like, okay, I don't really Wait, remember. Crossovers? Yeah, mashups, crossovers, whatever you want to call them. What? Crossovers. There's a specific term for it. This okay. isn't the music industry, Rob. This is television. Crossovers. Come on, bro. Get with it, dude. But that's totally. how I. Yeah, that's what. So that was the whole thing with that wacky races or whatever. Cause I was like, I don't really remember watching this show, but I remember those two characters. So I'm sure I saw them in some sort of compilation crossover cartoon. Captain Caveman. Go ahead. Um, I'm trying to think. I probably like the most famous crossover ever is this one right here. The Flintstones meet the Jetsons. I mean, primed and ready for a crossover. And honestly, phenomenal one it was a tv movie i believe back in the olden times um but scooby has crossed over with a lot of stuff like the new scooby-doo movies where he would just meet different characters like when they met the adams family yo um and they're they're some of the animated uh movies they've done i think two years ago so i'll just say recently um they met elvira and i haven't seen it it's called uh happy halloween scooby-doo and i need to see it yeah why haven't you seen it yet you should watch it. You rent it. It's not available on any streaming service I have. Oh, I'm good. not gonna listen. I pay money for streaming services. I'm not paying money to watch a movie outside of them. I'm just not doing it. I'm not doing it. I think that's fair. You're on a streaming service I have, or you're not getting a view. Right. Exactly. I'll talk about that. I got feelings. Okay. This could be natural. Uh, my favorite. I mean, well, we'll save Scooby Doo for later. Uh, let's talk about other things. Um, what, uh, all right. So other than Scooby-Doo, who were your favorite, what were your favorite Hanna-Barbera shows? I mean, Flintstones and the Jetsons. Really? I did like the Adams Family a lot. I love the Smurfs, yeah. clearly. I've had this shirt, I think, I've had this shirt since I was in high school. Um, I remember watching like, Birdman and the Galaxy Trio, and I watched Johnny Quests. I think I watched Pound Puppies. I definitely watched Super Friends, and um, ooh, okay. So, like, that is where I get my view of the DC superheroes. Is straight out of those cartoons they did. Right. Um, I think that's why I kind of like. I mean, for a lot of reasons, why I like Schumacher's. Batman's the most because to me that's what Batman is. It was just a goofy yeah cartoon. Yeah. Blasphemous. Wow. Nah. <laughs> Dark and gritty kids. That's what we like from our detective from Gotham City. Um no, but I did watch the shit out of the Super Friends growing up. Um yeah, my favorites were definitely like Hong Kong Fooey. I remember loving that show and was like, man, I really want to do like karate or something. And then much later became a black belt in Taekwondo, uh, quick drama, McGraw, snack, puss. Um, Ooh, who else? I, yeah, I really liked, uh, Yogi bear. I like Josie and the pussycats. 
Flintstones were fine. Johnny Quest. Yeah, Johnny Quest. Hell yeah. So I watched Johnny Quests. Did anyone watch Shazam? I definitely remember watching Sh- Shazam. It was a very weird show. What was that? Um, I don't It was like kind of like a, like in a, I don't know, like a genie or an Arabian Nights thing. I don't really remember it very well, but definitely watched it. Yeah. Yeah. There was that. So, yeah. Um, oh, and the Popeye cartoon. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Space Ghost, the original Space Ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never really watched that, though, very much. So, yeah, whatever. All right, let's just talk about Scooby-Doo. Let's just do it. Okay, sure. Um, so I way, made... too much, way too much dead air tonight, so go ahead. Well, I said there might not be a lot to talk about. Okay. Oh, wait. There's one thing I want to bring up. So, uh, I guess DC has the right to do some of these cartoons um, as comics. And I just wanted, I really just wanted to bring up what they did with Snagglepuss. Oh, my God. I want to read that. Holy Mary, mother of God. They made Snagglepuss like, I don't even know if I could show this on on YouTube. Like, can you make, I I don't know. I'm having inappropriate thoughts about this pink cat. Um, Are you attracted to it? It just looks so pretty. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, Snagglepuss is now a a queer playwright in the, I think, 1950s. And he's dealing with like a lot of real world issues like oh. McCarthyism. I'm literally, this is how I, this is, yeah, this is me that right makes now. Me not this is, this is this me show. right now. I'm ready to like, uh, that makes me not want to watch the show. It's like, can't you just just leave snap just like leave him alone? Okay, we're done. Rob's done. It's just me from now on. I'm just gonna. I mean, vote. Raise your hand if you want Rob back at this point. Cause uh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You've gone too far. I love this. I love this. Look at this gorgeous pink cat, and he's going through a lot of real world issues. They got an award from Glad. I really want to read it. I think I'm going to go buy it. Like, I'm very excited to see this comic book. DC, I think it was, it's a six-issue run. I think it was like 2016 or 2018. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Can't wait to read it. (sighs) Thank you, Ambassador. Thank you, Ambassador. Get off my lawn. But yeah. Now, so is that the only cartoon character that they've updated? Or? I don't know. I just know they did that one. Okay. For sure. All right. Okay. So. Wait, what? These five teenagers. Oh yeah, they did the, the Scooby. They did read. the Scooby Apocalypse. That's I did read the comic that. I want to read right there. They did the Scooby oh, Apocalypse. Fred. I did read that. I didn't finish it though. Um, Shaggy should be with uh, Daphne, anyways. Gee, I wonder where I've heard that before. From me, or from you? From me. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, that's right. You think Fred's gay, and yeah, Scooby and no, Fred is asexual. He's a himbo. Ace, ace. Himbo means asexual. No. I really can't tonight. I just can't. I'm not, I can't. I'm just going to sit here and drink my coffee and talk about what's on the coffee. 
I'm actually so mad. Okay. I just Googled so, it. That's an attractive and yet un unintelligent man. I just looked it up. Okay. Try looking in a mirror, Rob. Okay. So Scooby-Doo. It's a really great show. It's on 1969. There are quite a few shows based on that. Ooh, um, so I made a graph. And if anybody wants, I'll post a PDF of this graph. Um, and I listed all the shows and all the animated movies. So not the live action ones. And that's the direct to video and some of the TV movies. So it was, I think, 54 things altogether. And we're starting with Scooby-Doo. We're naming the shows. Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Which is st started off 25 episodes, 1969 to 1970. Then we have the new Scooby-Doo movies. And this is where we get like the hour-long episodes. And this is where they're meeting new people. They meet Don Knotts. They meet the Addams Family. They meet the Harlem Globetrotters. The Addams Family and the Harlem Globetrotters actually had their own cartoons um, produced by Hanna Barra. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and recently I learned the Harlem Globetrotters are a real basketball team i didn't know that i thought that was created for the for the cartoons okay so lego is being removed how do you the harlem globetrotters no you ever seen little nicky with adam sandler It's on. I'm going to move right. you, Rob. Go ahead. Well, I, you know, I can throw you out, too. Yeah, you can. Mm -hmm. But I think if you throw me out for sports again after what you did last week, sure. I will pie you in the face. I will find a pie, and I will find your face. And I will pie you in the face. And if you don't remember that conversation, right. that joke. Regardless. Isn't regardless. Regardless. So I'm going to talk about Scooby now. Back to Scooby Go ahead. Okay. So we get the Scooby-Doo show uh, in 1976. We get the Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo show in 1979, where we are introduced to Scooby-Doo, one Scooby-Doo's nephew, Scrappy-Doo. Now, I don't mind Scrappy, but apparently a lot of people do. Scrappy remained around until 1988 so for about nine years and they i feel like scooby was really trying to find itself because after we get the scooby-doo and scrappy-doo show it got a second iteration where they pretty much dropped uh fred velma out but they kept daphne around for the new scooby-doo and scrappy-doo show and for the 13 ghosts of scooby-doo and for a few films that followed then they dropped daphne too and then they recast everyone for a pup named Scooby-Doo, which does make sense because they were supposed to be children. So we need the voices to be a little different. But then when we get to what's new Scooby-Doo, everybody's back. This is this is 2002. It's been 14 years since we've had a new Scooby show. Um, and it really changed the game. And it also there's a huge change in animation style, which is really cool. And this is. I, this show really is where we have like these are the people that were who are going to be voicing them for a long time with an occasional shift in Velma and Daphne, but and then obviously with Case and Kasem's passing, um, we do get a shift going from Case to Kasem to Matthew Lillard. But I'll get to the voice cast in a minute. Um, we have Shaggy and Scooby get a clue. I'm not that one does not look good. Uh, then we have the best one. 
Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. 52 beautiful episodes of pure, fantastic awesomeness. It is the only Scooby-Doo show where they have a um, like an overarching plot instead of it being episodic. There's a giant mythos involved and is a really legitimately good mystery. And then we have our last two, which are Be Cool Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo and Guess Who, which that one is still on today. And then we have like 36 movies. So I'm going to explain why I hate the animated film Scoob, which came out last year. This man right here is Frank Welker. Frank Welker was the original voice of Run Fred. And after Don Messick, who was the original voice of Scooby-Doo, passed, um, he ended up becoming the voice of Scooby-Doo as well, starting in 2002. Um, He has been the voice of either Fred and or Scooby in every Scooby project I've mentioned, um, except for a few. So... He's the voice of Scooby and or Shag, or I'm sorry, Scooby and or Fred in 85% of Scooby-Doo projects. This man is a voice cast legend. Um, if we, we have anyone in the chat who does so like, he is Shao Kahn at the end of Mortal Kombat, who says, foolish, um, foolish mortals, your souls are mine. Um, he did the voice of, I think, think Dan Aykroyd's character in the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, he he's a voice legend. I guarantee if you've seen anything that has a voice cast, you've probably seen Frank Walker in something. Dude is a phenom. So um, in terms of like Shaggy, originally we have Casey Kasem with occasionally uh, someone else taking over. Um, but it's really Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, where Matthew Lillard, who played Shaggy in the live-action 2002 Scooby-Doo movie and its sequel, who takes over and is in pretty much everything up until today. We have a couple people who've been um, both Velma and Daphne. Um, most notably, Velma, like, recently is Mindy Cohen for a long time, who is famous for um, being in The Facts of Life. And now the role is Kate Mincini. And then Daphne, very famously, like Heather North, um, Gray Delise, and uh, now is and has been for quite some time Gray Griffin, which is a phenomenal name. So Scoob, however, Scoob, the disrefucking specked. They have like Zach Efron as Fred. They have Will Forte as Shaggy. But are okay, you surprised? But they, brought in, they brought in Frank Welker to do Scooby. He does do Scooby and he has for a long time. But like they have Frank Welker in the room doing Scooby and they have Zach Efron doing Fred. The disrespect. The disrespect. But are you Scooby. surprised though? Ever since Aladdin came out featuring Robin Williams, they've totally moved away from what was, you know, voiceover work for movies to celebrities on a poster like that's what they've been doing for 25 years not sure do you realize when aladdin came out Rob? 1991 Uh uh-huh yeah that was was like over 30 years ago right i'm just saying no i I, but this is the first movie this is the first scooby-doo movie in the theaters in a long time correct the the scoob i know which one you're talking about i haven't seen it yeah a few years ago that was the first that was the first uh animated scooby-doo in the theater i think Possibly ever, if not for a long time. Because, like, Zombie Island was straight to VHS and all that sort of stuff. 
I just, I'm just saying, I'm not surprised by it because that's what Hollywood's been doing for pretty, yeah, since pretty much 1991 is, oh, who can we get to put on the poster? Yeah, you know, but that doesn't have someone who's been doing the voice acting for this character since sure. before my mother was born. They don't have a grandfathered in cast of people who've been doing this voices for decades. Sure. Ridiculous. I mean, the voice for Daphne, the first time Gray Griffin did the voice. Um, I thought she did it kind of randomly earlier, but maybe, yeah, most of these voice casts goes back almost a decade some even before that it's a really long time man it's a really long time i do love wolf okay so that's why you didn't like scoop also it was a bat movie it really okay yeah it was not good i so a little peek behind the curtain i go on letterboxd and i was like looking at stuff from the last couple years and i I saw scoop and i was like oh i wonder if that movie was any good maybe i'll watch it and lego had one star and I think like two other people that I follow on there gave it like four stars. And just like, man, that's a big gap, you know, like, I don't know which one to go with. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch it and just shit on it. But yeah. Did you like the Matthew Lillard, Freddie Prince Jr. Sarah Michelle Geller movies better? It's on the theater. The As did I. As did I. Was dragged. Not, I didn't go willingly. But there was that. Anyways. Go ahead, back to Scooby-Doo. I mean, that's kind of all I really had to say about it. Okay. Okay. Um. So, yeah, Scooby-Doo was awesome. I liked A Pup Named Scooby-Doo was probably my favorite of the Scooby-Doo Same. programs. But it's such a great, such a great intro. I love Red Herring. I wish they kind of kept him around for Fred to point fingers at. It's yeah, one of my favorite running gags. The music in that show, I really dug. It was it was really one of the things that like attracted me to want to continue watching the show. Um, amongst that, I also really enjoyed all the the meetups. Um, Don Knotts, just you know, you're aware about the Harlem Globetrotters now. They're like a vast big people go go see them to play. Regardless, um, those were probably the one when they meet Batman and Robin. That's probably my favorite out of all of them the the newbie the, 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 the new Scooby-Doo. it might just be movie? batman it's from the or the actual movie no the whatever whatever the one from the 70s was okay yeah because they've done a movie now where they meet them it's scooby-doo and batman brave and the bold james gunn did direct the scooby-doo films and i can kind of see like okay i could see where how he did that I can see how he did that. Uh, 13 Ghost Scooby-Doo was really good. Um, but I'm not going to lie. By far my favorite Scooby-Doo movie. I wish I still had the VHS tape. I've seen it over 100 times. And that was Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island from 1998. Um, that I think that's cool. most people's. My favorite is Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf. Where Sha- it's just uh, Scooby, Shaggy, I think Scrappy is in it. And uh, Shaggy has a girlfriend, Googie. <laughs> um, you know, I got to say, if you watch all these movies, like all of the movies, live action or animated, Shaggy gets a lot 
of chicks. Like, this oh, dude yeah. is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Okay, Jimmy. Goodness. The hex I girl. love the Hex Girls. I don't remember I mean... the Hex Girls. What were the Hex Girls? friends I, I didn't pull a picture of them but thorn luna and star i do sometimes just sing their song um they're just oh my god they i first appeared in scooby-doo and the legend uh scooby-doo the witch's ghost which tim curry is in apparently tim curry really loves scooby-doo which if you didn't have enough reasons to love tim curry there you go there's another Oh, the Hex Girls. Okay. Yeah, I've literally never. Oh, 1999 is when they came out. That's probably why I don't know them. Because that's kind of when I fell off with pretty much everything. But yeah. Um, also, also. Uh... Earth, wind, fire, and air. We may look bad and we don't care. We ride the wind, we feel desire to love the earth is our one desire. To love the earth is our one desire. Do, 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 do. They were so cool. <sighs> and they did, they do make appearances in a lot of the more recent movies. I'm just shaking my head at Rob. And I mean, I wish they'd made the appearance in the episode or in the film where Scooby and Shaggy meet up with Elvira because, oh my God, the X-Girls plus Elvira. Yes. 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 Man, they, they shaped a generation of little goths. I would be remiss. Eco goths. I would be remiss if we did not spend some time tonight talking about the trifecta and don't get me wrong there were some other i really enjoyed courage the cowardly dog and ed ed Nettie, but we'll stick with hannah barbera um johnny bravo the powerpuff girl in dexter's lab was like the trifecta of cartoons in the mid 90s for a multitude of reasons i mean johnny bravo to me was like hell yeah like what a boss man you know just like, huh, huh, you know, kind of had that Elvis thing going on, which, you know, that's pretty fucking cool. All that sort of stuff. The Powerpuff Girls, None. that was None. more of my sisters were more into that sort of stuff, which is fine. But Dexter's Lab was like, man, this guy, this guy's a freaking genius. You know, long before Jimmy Neutron, we had Dexter's Lab. So did you watch any, did you, are you a Powerpuff Girls Dexter's Lab fan? I really like any of those shows, but can I just, well, I will say for Powerpuff Girls, the character of him is the biggest fucking nightmare fuel ever. Who did the voice for him? Because that was just, it was the same person who did the voice for Professor Utonium, right? Oh no, I got it, John. I, I got it. I mean, he's just, he's a bumbling idiot, you know? I mean, the just terrifying. Very confident man, which is important. 
but uh, but yeah, and it's so crazy to like. I'm sorry, Rob. What was important about Johnny Bravo? He's confident. That's what's important about Johnny Bravo. I'm just, it's just making a joke. I don't trust you. Okay. You're suspicious. Sure. But who's the voice? Oh, Tom Kane. But is he also the voice of Professor Utonium? Because I always thought Professor Utonium and him were the same person. Apparently, a lot of other people thought that too. It's this whole big conspiracy theory. But yeah, that whole show is weird and inappropriate, and I don't like it. But I do appreciate the Frankenstein of it all. What's and not appropriate? Powerpuff Girls. Oh. Okay, yes. Professor Utonium and him are voiced by the same person, Tom Kane. Yes. Uh, no, Jimmy, I've never seen the original short. I've not. Um, yeah. thought they were good. I thought they were good shows. Enjoyed them. But yeah, and it's crazy. So that's oh, that was my other big point that I wanted to bring up tonight was that, and you saw it in the video, like how dated a lot of this stuff was. I mean, you couldn't even get away with Johnny Bravo in today's climate. You know, it wouldn't fly for, you know, I just don't think it would. I just think it would. He, you know, because he's misogynistic or whatever. You know, the whole thing. So. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I think that's got a lot to say about where cartoons have gone. You know, it's, it's just not, I think SpongeBob was the last, you know, big, like, wow. You know, well, Family Guy came out in 1999 as well. So Family Guy and probably SpongeBob. Uh, Rick and Morty. People like Rick and Morty. Go ahead. Go, go, go At ahead. this point, I literally don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> Just saying, like a lot of these old cartoons, like they're either very violent or looking back, like they're incredibly sexist or incredibly racist, you know, especially something like Hong Kong Fui or, you know, like that clip I showed from the Jetsons and stuff. So just saying, you know, but yeah. Okay. I think we've dragged this sad carcass for like 30 minutes longer than we needed to. <laughs> All right. Well, we will get out of here, but let us know in the comments section what your favorite episodes or your favorite cartoons of Hanna-Barbera are, rather, and all that sort of good stuff. Um, we'll be back here in a few weeks with our decade series that we are beginning on pretty much the history of all film. So tonight was just kind of more of a fun episode, but they're going to be lengthy and educational for all. Um but yes, there is that. I like the educational aspect. All right. Is there anything you'd like to plug before we get out of here? Nope. All right. You can find me everywhere at Rob Fishbeck. Stay safe. Be well. We'll see you guys next time. Take it easy.